You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. If this egg gets got more likes than Kylie Jenner, I think that's funny, and I like that. Derek and Steve present. I would for sure be rooting against the Patriots if I was not a Patriots fan. I don't, you know this. I don't often have very hot takes. Like most of my you takes do not. are pretty down you have the middle. Such warm takes. This is one of my hottest takes. I feel like in a while. Um, I'll go with the Patriots. Still a one possession game because that's inevitable in a Patriots Super Bowl. It'll be thirty to twenty-four. Rams thirty-six. Patriots thirty. So in thirty-six overtime. thirty overtime. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number one twenty-three of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Wow, Derek, you came in real smooth there. <laughs> what is going on? Um, the big news that it, uh, that's going on in our lives is a new intro song. Yes, sir. I don't know if yes, the listeners sir. noticed because it's it's pretty similar to our old one. A little jazzier, a little yeah. funkier. It's it's um, uh, it's more powerful, I would say too. I, I think the, gave, I think the music has a bigger presence than the old one. Oh, huge presence! So, yeah, huge presence. <laughs> um, I uh, so much so that you had to change your intro a bit because yeah. you were you were a little thrown off by how jazzy you had to be. Yeah, I felt I just felt an obligation to be a little more a little more jazzed up, you know. And actually, this is an insider tip to the listeners: like when me and Steve, when Steve and I actually record the audio. We don't get to listen to the intro underneath us, like as we go. So we kind, I have to like, you know, kind of, I got to match the tone and kind of fake it to to match the tone that I'm gonna have under me later, you know. So it's it's pretty challenging. This is this is some intense stuff. I think you matched the funkiness (laughs) of your intro with the funkiness of the song. So I think you did a good job. Perfect. That's excellent. So yeah, nice work. um, So episode one twenty three, you heard here second. Um, Hopefully, uh, the other thing you might notice is that. There's some good audio quality here because Derek has been playing around with some audio engineering and hopefully is getting better at making our voices sound crisper. So yeah, that's and Steve hasn't done and anything Steve has, different. <laughs> Steve hasn't done anything different. <laughs> um, but so hopefully that is a sign that everything's just going to keep getting better. So everything's getting um, smoother. Every single thing. As, as we're, on, one, we're on Spotify now. We're on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, DerekandSteve.com, all those things that Steve said. Uh, and as one of us said in a prior episode, infamously, we just got to keep the wheels turning. Just, just keep the wheels turning keep, and keep it, keep, on, keep it turning, keep trucking, keep trucking, <laughs> keep trucking. <tr-turning. laughs> um, so, uh, episode one twenty three. Have you heard it a second? Um, don't really have much of an open drive. Anything else you wanna you wanna start off with before we jump into the first half? No, I think we should kick it off. Let's do it. Alrighty, let's get right into it with half number one sports. The monster jam. Alrighty, so sports. Um, we, we, have, we have a Boo. Super Bowl recap. Uh, of course, we have to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl. Um, something that, uh, though Steve didn't technically predict with his official prediction, he sort of has been telling me all season that they're going to win, obviously. Every, they, oh, everyone they, everyone and, knew they were going and, to and, win. And... and, and uh, I will. It's hard for what me to. An, what an underdog story this it, was. Sorry, what a, a, yeah. a comfort behind, feel good story. <laughs> it, obviously, and, and so I actually did talk about this a little bit leading up to the Super Bowl in 
the forecast, which is the Boston sports podcast that I have been doing with my brother. I did a couple of solo episodes actually, uh, when I was, when I grabbed my new mic and kind of wanted to, was anxious to do something. So, um, I did a few solo episodes there. And one of the things I talked about, which like I said, and I admitted on here last time, it is, it, it totally was not an underdog story uh, that is admitted, but it, it definitely was more, the, the, like I said before, this is the most, um, this is the oh, most doubted. Whatever you're been. about to say, oh, it, it is. It is. So I, it, it just. It just was. I mean, throughout the season, you know, I know that they're just the national talking heads, and they don't represent the whole fan base. But there's 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 enough talking heads out there. I mean, it, I, I was kind of with you leading up to the Super Bowl, but then I started seeing all these compilation videos of all of the throughout the season commentary, and it it, it was pretty significant. I mean, there's a lot of it. So. Just I'll just mention that, but obviously going into the Super Bowl, not underdogs. They were two and a half point favorites, and they win thirteen to three in what was the most defensive Super Bowl we've seen in a long time. Um, mm. I guess we can we can go through the game. We'll go through the halftime show later. We'll go through the commercials. What was your initial thought? I mean, you being an outsider, I without a stake in the game, I can I can imagine what your thought about the game was. But I'm curious to hear. Yeah. It. So it's just another just. Chalk it up to another Patriots Dynasty Super Bowl where we have to listen to Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and Bill <laughs> Belichick and we're still here and all this garbage bullcrap. We're over it, Derek. Listen, <laughs> we're over it. I know. Listen, you can have best of all time. You can have best quarterback, best coach, whatever you want. But uh, we're we're past the point of hatred and now to the point where it's like. Just, just retire. Just, just get out of our lives. It's just, it's not like you guys can celebrate all you want, and it's just not affecting us at all because we're just so over it that it's just baseline. Um, uh, the game sucked. <laughs> the Rams suck. Um, I don't know. There's not much right. else for me to say. Okay, okay. I, I mean, so, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start because yeah, I'm okay. I'm obviously butthurt about yeah, it. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and you know, we we talked about this before. You you warned me before that more than any other year is we've reached the point like you. It's just going to be straight up rooting very against the Patriots, and I get it. Just and I understand so much it. over oversaturation. I get it, and I understand it. Um, so I'm, I have no argument against that. Like, I th- th- this has moved past the point of hatred for most people. It's it's to a point of like. Like people are probably starting to be like, I don't want to watch football anymore. <laughs> like this is getting annoying. Yeah. Um, I, I so I will, and again, so it's hard for me to argue this because I am so I had such a stake in the game. Um, but one of my takes, and maybe this is a hot take, like like my overtime take was last episode. And again, it's because of the because of the result potentially, like that has a factor here. But I think that. The words "bad" and "boring" are being overused to describe the Super Bowl. I I will agree with you. There. Um. So so you know certainly it was not exciting. And so if if you want to say, bore it was boring and that there was the lack of scoring and all that, I get it. But um, one thing that rubs me a little bit the wrong way is that <clears throat> I think over the last multiple years we've gotten a lot of complaints from people that the NFL is just a pass happy attack that you yeah. can't play defense that you can't do anything without being called for PI and that that defense is gone and it's the shootout and last quarterback to get the ball wins. So, you know, I think that there's some level of, so I guess to me, when I watch that game, um, first of all, 
having a stake in it makes it totally different because you're engaged the whole time because you're nervous the whole time because it's a one score game the whole time pretty much. Um, but I actually didn't think it was a sloppy game. I thought that was a, I really thought it was good defense. And I think there's a there's a difference between good defense and bad offense. And I thought that it was more good defense than bad offense personally. Um, there, there was a couple picks by, you know, one by each quarterback, but for the most part, I thought the schemes and the ability and the tackling and the coverage, and it was all, I thought, I thought it was a defensive clinic on both sides of the ball. So here's what I'll say about, I agree with you. I don't like categorizing it as boring, but do you know how many red zone, <laughs> Zero. how many times there was one in the entire game, one team was in the red zone one time. And it was after that long pass to Gronk, and the next exactly. play was a run for the Sony Michelle touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, if there is such thing as a boring game, oh, yeah, totally. This is it. Totally, yeah. Um, I, I get your point that the, that, and I, I actually subscribe to that. Like, I'd rather see a defensive game because the game's changing, and mm-hmm. I don't like this everything's offense, defense doesn't matter mentality yeah. in, the, in the NFL. But, that was if you're going to call a game boring, that's yeah, that's yeah, the boring totally. one. Totally. Um, three points for the Rams. Goff doesn't exist. He might as well not even be a quarterback. <laughs> um, even Brady didn't play very well. No. It wasn't. It was just like a a very run of the mill defensive game, and even the in- interceptions weren't like great big plays. They were just yeah. You know, Brady, Brady's was a deflected ball on a on a on an already bad throw, and yeah. Goff's was like a. You saw it coming from the beginning. I mean, Goff's was a very good defensive play call, but then just terrible execution by Goff. I yeah. mean, the corner blitz was a good time to call that, and then Goff like threw off his back foot, like because he had a corner sprinting at his face. But like, yeah. that's a rookie quarter or a, a young quarterback that can't make that mistake. Um, the crazy thing it, it it was tied three to three, three, three. until yeah. like the third quarter. Or fourth Four, it quarter. was into the fourth, into the fourth, into yeah. the fourth quarter, and and this is not just me being cynical, but. No one in the world thought the Rams were going to win that game <laughs> the, at three to three yeah. in the fourth quarter. No, I, I totally because agree. of the, because even though both teams were it was tied and both teams weren't doing very well, the Patriots were definitely outplaying the Rams. Well, the Rams look like they have never played football before, yeah. and that's a scheme thing. That's congrats to Belichick and his crew mm-hmm. for for putting that together and rattling the Rams, basically like out coaching McVay to a T. But there was no doubt in anyone's mind yeah. that a three three game. At, in that Super Bowl, the Patriots—that's an easy call. Yeah, well, and they the, win that and, game. And the other, the other thing was that actually, like when when you looked at the numbers and the stats in the game, like the Patriots were actually getting yards. The Rams weren't even getting yards. The, no. the Patriots were moving between like the the their own twenty and the Rams like forty five, and then they, and then they couldn't get into field goal range. Or when they did, Stephen Gostowski missed one field goal. You know, so I think um, it, it you're right that 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 you almost. For me personally, there was literally there was one drive during the game in the fourth quarter, and and I think the Rams went three and out on that drive. But at least at the start of that drive, you were or at least I was a little bit nervous that the Rams would win the game because the whole game the like it had been three nothing, three nothing, three nothing the whole time. The Rams put together like a field goal defensive stop, and then they got the ball back. Like so, you'd think momentum was on their side there. To make it no. to make a run at it, but as soon as they went three and out or whatever, I think there was, I think Goff took a sack or something, and you knew that it was at that point you knew it wasn't going to happen, and you knew it was only a matter of time before the Patriots' offense clicked on one of those long plays, which eventually they did to Gronk. So you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it, it was it was about as as torturous as it could have gone for I'm, an external. I'm looking fan. at the st- I'm looking at the stats here, and like I'm trying to pick a stat that that I can. 
at least talk about as if it's cool <laughs> or different. And there's nothing. The only thing that is even remotely not average in all senses of the word is the third down efficiency for both teams. The Pats went three for 12 and the Rams yeah. went three for 13 on third downs. Yeah. It was just a good defensive game. Yeah. A lot of good punts. Like <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, especially really, really good punts. That's yeah. not a joke. There were some killer <laughs> yeah. punts. No, there, there was a, there was a point in time there when you're wondering if a punter can win the MVP. There was actually a yeah. legitimate. And, and to be perfectly honest, if Julian Edelman didn't, if, if only like two or three of the receptions to Edelman had gone to someone else, then you could have been looking at a possibility of it, really. I mean, because yeah. Edelman had 10 catches for 140, which is a great game. But if you reduce that down to like six or seven catches for like 70 yards, like that's not MVP level. Like there yeah. would have been a legit question of who would like if a punter could win MVP of that game. So, um, so let's so obviously the, there's not much to honestly talk about stats yeah. wise and skill wise from the game. So so we won't do that. It's 13 right. to three. Pats win the Super Bowl. Congrats. Um. We'll talk about the halftime show, and then we'll talk about Brady's legacy and Belichick's legacy a tiny bit before we move on. But sure. Did give me your thoughts on the halftime show. What is your what are your initial thoughts? Okay. So Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Um, I, I this is another this, and I apologize for this because it's similar to the commercial thing, but like I really didn't pay attention to the halftime show. <laughs> you know, my my team's in the Super Bowl in a three nothing game. Like I use halftime to walk around and like not look at the TV. But uh, <laughs> yeah. with that said. Um, I think that the best way I can, the, the best thing I can agree with was a tweet that I saw before the game that I think accurately predicted it. So, uh, there was a tweet before the game that talked about these, like, I don't know if you saw this, you know, these like float chambers, like they have like float spas and stuff that like simulate yeah, sleep. Like cry- cryogenic. Yeah. Whatever, so yeah. like the, the, the coaches had these like float tanks to simulate, uh, five hours of sleep in just 40 minutes. So you go in there for 40 minutes and it feels like you were sleeping for five hours. God, I would, I would love that. Yeah, me too. And the first reply on that tweet was Maroon five is going to do that at halftime for free. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved that tweet. And that's kind of my take on the halftime show. (laughs) That's a great, that's a great one. Um, I agree. I would, my overall thoughts are uh, Maroon five out of 10. (laughs) Thanks. That was good. Um, we did we did get some nipples. We did yeah, get some nipples. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. First nipples since Janet Jackson <laughs> at the at the Super Bowl. I did hear that. Now there's this big debate on why men can show nipples and women can't show nipples at the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Um, uh, did you see the um, petition going around to get "Sweet Victory" by SpongeBob played at the Super Bowl halftime show? No, I did not. So Stephen Hillenbrand, the creator of SpongeBob, died this year. Okay. Um, obviously, he's a huge SpongeBob is a huge part of our childhood. Everyone loves SpongeBob. Right. This petition went around to have SpongeBob, basically, or whoever plays the Super Bowl halftime show. This was before it was picked. Mm-hmm. Sing "Sweet Victory" from SpongeBob. Um, I'll pull it up now so that we can play it, and we'll we'll play a, a, a clip. Sure. Sacrifice their will 
Um, so that's Sweet Victory. It's the episode where Squidward has to impress his friend and um, SpongeBob plays in the arena whatnot. Uh, and it's really, really, really funny. SpongeBob crushes it. He sings this song. So they, they actually, I don't know if you saw, they introduced the Super Bowl halftime show as SpongeBob. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. S- Squidward went on the screen and said, now here comes the, the blah, right. blah, blah, and they go, <laughs> and everyone started to freak out. There was millions and millions of people who signed this petition, like millions and millions. So when they saw that happen, like people were like, holy crap. They're doing it. Yeah. One, one of these stupid change.org petitions that I <laughs> took two minutes out of my life to, to type my name into actually worked. I cannot believe it. Um, and then they cut right to, uh, what's his name? Travis Scott. And everyone was extremely disappointed. Yeah. So they got railed for that. Um, but we were this close to having SpongeBob play the halftime show. Wow. And I was very, very bummed out about it. Yeah, that that is a letdown. I, I didn't really know the whole backstory to that. I did, now that you say it, I noticed the SpongeBob thing, but I did not realize what was going on there. So, wow. Yeah. Overall, halftime show, could have taken it or leave it. It wasn't great. Um, it's, it's a hard thing to do, especially if you're like, if you were famous 10 years ago, like Maroon five. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the ideal halftime show is, but it's definitely not that. Yeah. Neither do I at this point. I don't know. So, so, so there's the last, but not last, but not least, Derek, I got to ask you six rings. You have six super bowls in your lifetime. Yeah. It's wild. Would you, who, who, who is more responsible for those six rings? Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? You have to cut one. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's still the hardest question. I think that's like it's. So th- I, cut one, Derek. If I had to pick who is more responsible, I, I mean, I think I have to pick Brady on the whole. What? Um, that's I think a I hot take. Pick, I mean, so Belichick went five and eleven in his first season with the Patriots. Um, he first season though. Well, right, but I mean, he, you know, Belichick's seventy years old. He's been on the Patriots for 20. So, like, you know, Bill, no one had heard of Bill Belichick, you know, until he got, until they win that Super Bowl. Um, like, like I said, it's tough. Like, like I, I don't think Brady's, I, I know that Tom Brady's not a six time Super Bowl champion without Bill Belichick. But, you know, I could also make a pretty good case that Belichick is not more than a two, two or three time champion without Brady. So, so you take you know, Brady. I, I I think so. If yeah. The, if the Bucks had if the Bucks had to pick one at the beginning of this career of the of this um, Belichick and Brady tandem. Well, that so that might be a different only question. One. So to me, that might be a different question. Um, I think a franchise. So let me let me rephrase. Kind of um, specifically for the Patriots winning their Super Bowls, I I give a slight edge to Brady as far as who's had the bigger impact on the Patriots winning. I think. If you were another franchise and at back in 2001, you said, which of these two guys do you want? You can see the future. Like, which of these two guys do you want to take and put on your franchise? I would have to, I would say Belichick for sure. Because I think that Belichick would, would have elevated most franchises to a competitive level for the, for the time that he's done it. Um, I think that Brady by himself would not be able to do that. Does, does that make sense? All right. It but, does, but, but it's kind of a cop out. Well, but but I just look at I just look at the the Super Bowls the Patriots have won, and I I have a tough time thinking that um, 
that they that they win them all without Tom Brady. Uh, they also don't win them all without Belichick. Uh, it's hard. I, I know it's a cop out answer, uh, but I I'm gonna I say slight slight edge to Brady. You know, going into this year, I think most people would say it was definitely Brady, and I think this one brings it a lot closer because this is this is a a bar none like Belichick like. Belichick's legacy got a massive boost from this Super Bowl compared yeah. to pri- prior ones because prior ones were I mean I mean just look at last year, right? Last year Tom Brady had his best Super Bowl performance individually in his career. He threw for 500 yards and three touchdowns like against the Eagles, but they lost and Bill Belichick faced criticisms for months about Malcolm Butler, you know? Oh yeah. And so then one year later it's the script is completely flipped in a Patriots win where if they lose that game, Tom Brady's the one who's going to be facing the criticism. They they score like one touchdown against the Rams, but instead it's Bill Belichick who kind of saves Brady's bacon, like Brady almost did last year. So I think it's just so hard to pick. But but if I if I had to say for the Patriots in particular, I think Brady has been slightly more impactful. But if I was starting a franchise back then, I I think Belichick gets you a way higher franchise floor. If that makes sense, I don't know. Well. I hate them both. I hate I hate you. Um, I'm not happy for you, and I hope both of them retire. You don't have to be happy for me, right? About that t- tomorrow. I hope they retire tomorrow. The the the, ve- uh, the Vegas odds before the Super Bowl. There was odd. There were prop bets on people retiring, like who was yeah. going to retire. And out of uh, out of Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was the highest Vegas odds of retiring after the season. Really? Not Rob Gronkowski, which was really interesting to me. So, I bet a little nugget. They're, they're going to play football till they die. <laughs> I, I still think that Gronk, Gronk is the most likely to retire, but I don't think Gronk is going to retire before Brady. So, we'll see, though. Uh, all right. So, congrats. Last final question. Um, did have you heard anything of why Todd Gurley kind of no. went off the map? No. You know, two weeks of rest in between couldn't couldn't get the snap. He, he didn't look unhealthy to me. He he didn't. No, he had he had like, like two or three good runs. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um I don't know if it's Sean McVay being a hardo or if it's the you know, the Rams quit on the run insanely early in that game. For a game that was three to three in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like like when you when you see teams quit on the running game, it's because they're down twenty one nothing, like in the yeah. second quarter. I can't believe the Rams quit on the running game as early as they did. I mean, do you have the box score up still? Like, I think Jared, I Jared Goff threw oh, no, like I don't. Jared Goff threw like almost forty passes in that game. I think. Yeah. And you had it was. Yeah. I mean, he used Todd. Uh, I don't want to. Let's move on. But <laughs> poor, poor, poor. The answer is yes. I don't know. I, I don't want to say poor coaching because they got to the Super Bowl doing what they did. But yeah. you got to well, give Todd Gurley yeah. more touches, it, and we and no, nothing's come out. There's been no like, oh, we had a stress fracture and this and that. Yeah, the, what, he, he played. Yeah, and yeah, well. yeah. What I'll summarize with McVay because you're right. It, it, it's tough to call it poor coaching. I think that it was poor adjustment. It was very poor in-game adjustment by Sean McVay. You know, I have a tough time faulting Sean McVay for his overall body of work entering this Super Bowl. He held Tom Brady to 13 points. Um for that entire game plan, but he had no ability to adjust offensively at all. And like, you know, you can't expect Sean McVay's original game plan. He's going toe to toe with Bill Belichick, who might be the best coach of all time. So I understand that it's a tough matchup for a coach, but he didn't, he just didn't adjust whatsoever at all. And Gurley's, no, no Gurley's a part of that. The lack of, of using Gurley's a part of that. So, all right. So moving on, any last thoughts on the Super Bowl? This is it, Derek. You get this is your last chance to talk about the Pats for 
or six to eight <laughs> months because we're over it. I, so, and we're not talking about off-season pats. No, we we won't, we won't talk about off-season pats. I got uh, I got nothing else. I just I can't believe I can't believe that it's still going on here. It's it's wild to me. So six Super Bowls, Derek. I know it's crazy. It's God, it's, I hate it's insane. you. It's insane. I hate you so freaking much. <laughs> All right. Next up, NBA uh, franchise values via Forbes has come out. Okay. Do you want to try to guess the top five most valued NBA franchises in the league? I will try to guess. And the world. I will try oh, to do guess. Do you want to try to guess in order? I will attempt to guess in order. Sure. I doubt you'll get it. It's, oh, it sounds hard. Surprising. It sounds difficult. Okay. Surprising. Surprising. Um, I will guess that number one. And how much? And oh, I, I don't know if I can guess how much. Uh, right. I, I could try, but I, I, haven't, I haven't looked at what teams are worth in a long time, so I could be totally off. Um, all right. I'm going to guess that the number one most valuable franchise in the NBA is I, – see, I want to say it's the Warriors, but I feel like the Warriors are – I don't know how much they value, like how hot a team is, like what they'll be later. I'm, I'll go with the Los Angeles Lakers as number one. Not okay. The Los Angeles Lakers are number two. Number two, okay. Three point seven billion. Three point seven billion. Okay, number yep. one. Let's keep. So then I'll go with Golden State Warriors. No Golden State. The Warriors, Warriors are number three, number three at three point five billion. Three point five billion. All right. Um. The I mean. The New York Knicks. Ding ding ding! Our number, number one—that's one. insane to me. The New York Knicks are number one, right? Isn't wow. that strange? Yeah, I mean, it's, four, it's just the market, but like four billion. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. All right, so one. So you've got you've got the top three: Knicks, yeah. Lakers, Warriors in that order. Okay, four and five. Four and five. Um, I, I'm I'll I'll guess the Celtics are are one of those. Number five. Number Very five good. is the Celtics. Hmm. Okay. Number four. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm flip uh, right now. I'm mentally deciding between the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets. I'm going to go with the Rockets. Wrong. Number seven. Rockets number are number seven. seven. Okay. What about the Spurs? Where are they? Not top. Not 10. top ten. That is interesting. You suck. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, the uh, maybe the L.A. Clippers. Number eight. Number eight. The Philadelphia 76ers. Not top ten. Not top ten. Brooklyn Nets. You think not? Oh, number six. Number Brooklyn six. Nets are number six. Okay. So you've got number one, two, three, five, six, seven, and eight. Wow. Um. This is tough. I I uh run out. Of, to tell you? Yes. Or you give up? Just tell me. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Number of four. Course. You got to remember Good the crappy answer, teams that have great markets in history. So exactly. <laughs> Orlando Magic are not top ten. If you can, if you can believe I, I it. I do not believe it. <laughs> Yeah. The Heat are top 10. Heat are number that, 10. That, that makes sense. That makes sense to yeah. me. And and to round it out, Mavericks at number nine. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So there it is. NBA franchise values. Um, fun fact, the Warriors were bought in 2010. The Warriors are worth $3.5 billion right now. In 2010, less than 10 years ago, what were they purchased for? What what number? Um, value. 2010. Uh, 3.5 they're worth now? 3.5 billion, yeah. I'm going to say like 1.5 billion. 450 wow. million dollars. Wow. Right. I did not think it'd be that low. I know. How crazy is that? I mean, I knew like they were obviously not that great when they were bought, but 
450 million. 450 million dollars now worth 3.5 billion. There are players that there are players that make that. There are players yeah. that get contracts that are close to like 300 million. That's insane. I know. We should if if we can, we should go in on an NBA team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. The, the, yeah, it's a good investment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wow. So that does it for NBA valuations. Um that's all I've got for sports. Congrats or whatever to the Pats. <laughs> um see you next year in the Super Bowl. We'll see. Um, Maybe Kansas City can step it up. Come, come going for lucky number seven. Look, sorry, sorry. One last thought on that because it, it kind of just dawned on me is like a lot of people have confidence in the Chiefs to to be the ones next year to get there, and I, no. I think the Chiefs are good. But but there is a lot riding on the Chiefs because there's like nobody else that anybody thinks can do it. <laughs> like there's nobody. not one other team besides the Chiefs that people think has the capability of doing it. Like so that's it's dangerous. It's dangerous for for league wide fans. I would say so. I agree. I think it's. I'm very nervous, and, and I hate. I hate everything. So um, okay, let's move it into pop culture, Derek. What do you think? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, let's pop that culture. Alrighty, so pop culture, uh, we're still kind of sticking with the Super Bowl, but on a totally different angle to it, um, Super Bowl ads. Um, so I'm going to let you kind of lead this discussion because like I said before, similar to the halftime show, I never really fully invest my mind into the Super Bowl ads, but I have kind of watched some of them afterwards and watched some of them during the Super Bowl that I could pay attention to. Um, so let's have you kind of walk us through it and I'll, I'll chime in my thoughts as we go. How about that? I think that's a great idea. Great. I'm going to ask for a request. All right. I want you to put in the horn, like ding, ding, like da, da, for each one of the winners and some sort of like, like a womp, womp for the losers. Okay, okay? we can do that. All right. Um, so one of the big winners this year in the Super Bowl was beer. 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 Um, so this includes Bud Light, obviously had the the funny um, medieval commercials. We'll talk about that in a second. Stella Artois had a funny commercial, or as uh, the dude would say, Stella Artos. Um, and now Coors, Bush, and Miller are talking back and forth on Twitter, basically saying like, hey, Bud Light, thanks for the... Because Bud Light in their um, commercial kind of jabbed at Coors and Miller. Huh. And so they're now saying like, hey, thanks for the Super Bowl commercial. Like it's the first time we've ever been in the Super Bowl. Like we appreciate it. Yeah, we have corn syrup and less carbs. That's great. <laughs> like everyone's just, yeah, yeah. everyone's like, all of them are just like, yeah, we've got corn syrup. And they're putting like stars and crowns on corn syrup <laughs> and stuff. Because like that was the Bud Light's big thing. It's like, oh, here's corn syrup. Yeah. Like someone drinking Bud Light cares if there's yeah. corn syrup in their beer. <laughs> um, so it's, and it's also nice that them putting labels on the, boxes or whatever they're now putting labels yep, on yep. beer um it's come full, full circle and you now know why they did it it's <laughs> right, because right, right. they have four ingredients and the others have corn syrup <laughs> um so the the gig is up bud light we now know why you're doing that it's not just because out of the goodness of your heart <laughs> um bud light also had a game of thrones commercial did you see that i did yeah 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 that was that pretty was impressive yeah i don't know how you pull that off but it wasn't the best commercial but it was <laughs> certainly a twist so i appreciated it yeah um that's i mean beer usually has good showings at the super bowl so this isn't a big surprise but very good year for beer definitely i agree i don't really have much to add i thought uh i thought the beer commercials were good and i you know a lot 
the the for them it's a big win because people are all talking about it post Super Bowl. That's the important thing for them. Next so. up, big winner. Although you can consider it a loser because <laughs> they were really bad commercials, but there was just a lot of them. Robots. Derek, did you notice a huge influx in robots I, in this year's commercials? I did. I passively did. Like now that you say that, I. I I will say yes. I noticed. I wouldn't have probably said that was something I noticed if you asked me before. But again, there again were, that's because I wasn't super invested. There were so <laughs> many robots, like realistic human robots, not not like funny, yeah, yeah. like clunky robots. Um, so it, whether you consider it a winner or a loser, robots certainly made their presence known in this Super Bowl. Yes. So big winner, robots. The last big winner, um, the NFL. Yeah. Did you see that commercial yes, with that all commercial the greats? Was excellent. That commercial was excellent. If you haven't seen the NFL commercial, I can't remember when it came on or if it. Uh, I saw it online after. I must have missed it. But there's just a commercial where the, all these NFL greats are in this room and then they start playing football together. Um, so like Ed Reed's making interceptions, like Bo Jackson's yeah, talking crap, yeah. Emmett Smith's talking crap. Um, like it just there's just so then, many. The, people in this crammed in this 30 seconds yeah and there's a girl well, actually it was probably like a minute i feel like that was a longer commercial but yeah, um right. but there's a girl in it at towards the end that apparently is like a high school football star or something um really? like she like that girl at the end is an actual football player like like uh cool. like which i read online somewhere like she is a like again with like and, and it's tough in the commercial there's probably no way for them to easily make you know that but so like you just kind of find out afterwards but she's like some high school football star which is great um, yeah. and so, so very, very cool commercial and extremely well done and, and funny. It's got a lot mixed in. Um, also now that I'm just saying that, um, the Peyton Manning stuff was great too. Just like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the pregame <laughs> stuff, but yeah. it, he was in that commercial and kind of more subtle in the, in the NFL commercial, the hundred years commercial. But again, he continues to be excellent in everything he does. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's good at that role. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I'll say: if you if you watch that NFL commercial, watch it once and then watch it again for the people in the background. Yeah, yeah. Because every single person in that film or in that whatever you want to call that minute long like commercial slash almost like a mini movie is famous. So like people who don't have parts are We're famous. Still there. Like Beth yeah. Moen, Beth Moens is in the background. Yeah. Eli Manning is in the background. Everyone's like making faces. So if you like slow it down. Frame by frame, there's so much funny stuff going yeah. on in the background. So nice job, NFL. Even just coordinating. I don't know how you coordinate. Right? I was thinking that. I was like, that must have been wild when they filmed that. You know, like yeah. like we have to get fifty plus legends into the same room yeah. and to act accordingly. Yeah. That's yeah, that's um, insane. For a commercial. So those are the three big winners. We've got two big losers, Derek. Okay, let me um, hear them. Not <laughs> there was a lot of losers, um, but these are the biggest avocados specifically avocados from mexico um they are a staple in the um super bowl commercial arena they say avocados from mexico save all of their money and blow it all every year on the super bowl commercial (laughs) there's that's the only time you ever hear of avocados from mexico that's what they do um but it's consistent they this is what they do super bowl commercials and this year just was not good um it was humans as dog uh dog show contestants so if like dogs judged humans <laughs> which is a funny idea very poorly executed yeah. avocados from mexico could have spent their money doing a lot of other stuff i'm sure <laughs> um so big loss there l big l take the l 
avocados, and that's tough for me because I yeah, uh, my rating yeah. system. Yeah, is, yeah, my rating system is avocados. Yeah, you, you can't afford so, more L's for avocados. Like I know like, avocados is part of my brand. Yeah, so one is okay <laughs> here, bad. but like this can't continue. <laughs> I know, bad for the brand. Um, next up, big loser. Unfortunately, another another thing that's close to my heart. Luke Wilson his big yeah. comeback. Yeah. Luke Wilson, the guy from uh old school uh what I don't know what else he's name? even in. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. But Luke he's he's a cool he's dude. He's stuff, yeah. I mean, he, he he's definitely been in a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff, a, but yeah. he's most well known for old school. Um he's been off the grid for years and years and years. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I'm sure he's done some stuff here and there. Yeah. And he shows up for a Colgate <laughs> uh close talker commercial where he's just Walking close to the camera and talking close to people's faces. I love Luke Wilson and I'm rooting for him, but this was a bad, bad look. And I, <laughs> I'm just gonna forget it happened and wait for the next big comeback. Yeah, was not the best. Luke Wilson's. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> He's better than Owen. He's definitely better than Owen. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm IMBDing him. If if they had an IMDBing, he could be better than Owen if they had the same exposure. But Owen's been in enough good stuff that I. I think I have to put Owen ahead of him. Um, yeah. You know. So he's been in old school, the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, wow, that might be. He's been in a lot of stuff that's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't even. I mean, at I least even, Owen's been in some good stuff, you know. Yes. He's been I mean, it's, death it's certainly not certainly not batting a thousand, but he's he's been in some good movies, at least Owen, Owen Wilson. He was in Blades of Glory. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's he's been in a lot of stuff that's not very good. Uh Anchorman, he was in Anchorman. Oh, right, right. Legally Blonde too. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll get out of it. I I'm going too deep. It's not here, exactly but, the A plus um, list. <laughs> so those are my big losers. I don't know. Do you rec did you see any big losers or do you agree with those, disagree with those? Uh I agree. I agree with those losers. I don't think I remember any other I I don't think there was another big loser in my mind. The the only thing that strikes No. Nope. Yeah, go ahead. What are you gonna say? No what else is a big loser? What? You, Derek. <laughs> nice. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Um, the put in the. Did you put in the noise? You should put in the uh, noise. Right yeah, I, I, I probably did. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the 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 it's not a it's not a loser category, but it's um it struck me when I was looking at the advertisement is like an underrated company that spends a crap ton of money on the Super Bowl is Pepsi because they Pepsi sponsors yeah. the halftime show every year. Am I wrong about that? I think they. I think every year they're the halftime show. At least, uh, at least it feels that way. I've, it, when it came on, I was like, I think Pepsi does this every year. But like, I'm I'm thinking yeah. back to like some of those like, I don't know. I, I so and I'm just thinking about it. It's like that must cost a ton of money to do the halftime show plus a commercial or two, you know. Um. Yeah. I. I and they don't have much brand recognition. Exactly. I feel like I don't ever hear about exactly. Them. So anyway, Pepsi yeah. sucks. <laughs> you should be drinking Coke. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, anything else on? The Super Bowl ads? No. I got nothing no, else. No, no. That's it. Cool. Those are the big winners, losers. Um, last one is some news that broke. Was it during the Super Bowl, right before the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't I remember. I think it was right before, right the, before Super the Super Bowl. Right before the Super Bowl. I think. So 21 Savage has been deported. Is that right? I, I didn't see the deported part. I saw the arrested part. Oh, he's out. He's out. He's gone. Oh, yeah. Okay. See you later. Wow. Ice. <laughs> he was he was taken by Ice. He was arrested by Ice. That's insane. Like, he, he is... He's out. He's, He's gone. Done. He's done. Uh, yeah. He apparently had been living on an expired visa since 2005. Wow, that's a long time. Um, yeah, so he's 
He's gone. Wow. I, I don't I have nothing to Are add. you a big Twenty One <laughs> no. Savage? Are you a big Twenty One no. Savage fan? In fact, um, I where I, I with the people I was with during the Super Bowl, someone read read aloud that they had a, not- a news notification or whatever on their phone, and like they said, oh, Twenty One Savage got arrested. And like it was, it was just like cr- like movie scene crickets, <laughs> and like someone was like, "Who's Twenty One Savage?" <laughs> like so, not many. I didn't know who he was. Uh, I hadn't heard of him. So, uh, I so actually that. haven't heard of him either. I mean, I listened to some of his music in, yeah. after he he got arrested. Yeah. And it's kind of like okay, yeah, I've, heur- I've heard, heard his songs, him but you didn't. He didn't have the name songs, recognition. But. Yeah, maybe that's apparently how, it's a big deal. Maybe that's how he was getting by with the expired visa. No one knew who he was. Maybe. <laughs> um, so this is. This is a big deal, apparently. So, um, good luck, Twenty One Savage. Yes, best of luck. Hopefully, hopefully we can still listen to music, right? I, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna do much. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think it'll have a major sweeping impact on anybody. But never know, I guess. Kids, <laughs> the high schoolers, they're devastated. <laughs> Sad day for them. So yeah, we're gonna. They're gonna have to wait for 20, 22, 22 Savage. <laughs> hopefully, someone names themselves that. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, anything else uh, in pop culture? That's it, Derek. I'm, I'm, to, I'm popped out. I think that brings us to the final drive. So do you want to go first? Do you want to go second? I'm going to go second. Second. Okay, I'll go first. Um, my final drive is about this website that you may or may not have heard of. I've I'd used it before in the past. It's called Fiverr. And the the whole premise of the website... Is it Fiverr.com? Fiverr.com, but it's two R's. So Fiverr with two R's at the end. Um okay. Fiverr.com. It's uh, basically like digital services and other just essentially people do stuff for you and they list it for sale and you can buy it. Not not necessarily products, but more like services or digital services, like I said. So one example, um, a couple years ago, one uh, a friend of Steve and mine, two of our friends got married and uh, we made some Snapchat filters for their wedding. And I had gone on Fiverr to get cartoons of them made so I could use them in Snapchat filters. That's an example. There's a lot of like cartoon artists, graphic designers. There's a lot of useful stuff on there. Um, the side note of the reason I recently found it was because I'm actually going to start doing voiceovers on there, uh, little Let's voiceover go. projects. So if anyone needs, you know, little freelance voiceover projects at work or anything like that, definitely let me know because I'm I'm selling cheap on Fiverr, uh, getting into the game a little bit, but. The final drive I want to talk about is really more about the spectacle you can experience when you go and browse through Fiverr. Um, so there's a lot of normal, cool, and uh, actual productive and useful things on Fiverr. And then there is another side of it that is just wildly entertaining. So I just encourage you to browse through. You can start in the spirituality and healing section where you'll find people literally selling spells that they will cast on you to, to, to grant you a wish. Um I saw Derek. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to do this right now, but I'm going to buy. I'm going to have someone put a spell on you for next podcast. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I'm going to have to deal with that, and that, that's just that's just the way it's going to be. Um, there, are, there are the most ridiculous things listed there. Like there, I saw like in the spells category, there's a gazillion things. There was one that that was uh, selling that they will cast a spell on your ex to make your ex crazy about you. <laughs> Just like <laughs> and it had like a hundred five star reviews, so I don't I don't know what these people do or who buys this stuff, but it is very entertaining to browse through. And I think if you find a spell that's five dollars, I encourage you to buy it because I, I might try it someday. Unfortunately, most of them sell like premium spell packages that cost like eighty five bucks, and people buy them. Uh, but I, I need I need budget <laughs> but spells. But I think I'm sure there is a budget spell on there somewhere that you could buy. So. <laughs> 
Uh, so that's our final drive. Go entertain yourself for a little while and browse through Fiverr.com. Uh, very entertaining cool. place. Cool. Um, so my final drive this week is Veep, Veep. on HBO. Um, so it's pretty old. There's six seasons or so. I just I just started. I'm already into the second season. Um, it's very entertaining. I know most people have probably heard of it. Um, it's really dry. It's almost like uh, like Curb Your Enthusiasm esque. It's like really dry, awkwardy humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing I love about it is they're 30 minute episodes. Each episode has like these awkward situations or something they have to deal with, but they never carry over into the next episode. Interesting. Every single episode, like even if it's like the worst thing ever, and there's it's like an episode you hate or an episode yeah. you love, it's done. Like that's it. Next next episode, something completely different. Uh, there's like general storylines and, and jokes that stick with you, but there's never a like a big situation that that bleeds over. So um, everything is. A complete like every episode is a completely new uh, situation, so it's fun. It's fun to pick up and watch, and you never know what you're gonna get. So the characters are really funny. Uh, it's really dry. It's goofy. Uh, it's really really uh, dirty. So like there's a lot of cursing and a lot of, like sexual jokes, um, which I wasn't expecting. Right. It's about the vice vice president and her uh, I don't know crack crackpot team. <laughs> uh, but it's it, it's likable characters. Uh, it's goofy. Um, it's got a ton of episodes and they're really short. So if you're just looking for a new, funny, easy to watch TV show, uh, I recommend Veep. Uh, and I think they're still making seasons. So uh, get on Very board good. before it gets too late. Yeah, it's not like you're joining an expired show. So there you go. Veep yeah. on HBO. Uh, recommended by Steve. So Recommended. I think that's Certified it. Guac. Certified Guac. Oh, nice. Certified Guac. That, that, Avocado is making a, a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we got for episode 123. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the new musical sound uh, sound bed that we have for the beginning and end. The new musical sound, baby. <laughs> um, Let's go. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And uh, I guess that's it. Uh, anything else, Steve? I just want to say one thing. All right. Later days. <laughs> <laughs>